Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke from That Film Stew. My co-host today is Nathan. Hey, how you doing? And thanks for having me back. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Today's topic, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, the greatest superhero fantasy movie of the 21st century. Big claim, I know. Lofty, I lofty think, claim. I don't think there's much competition, but I'm going to stick no. to my convictions. Ron Perlman reprises his starring role as the eponymous character. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. This is a strange place for us to start. We're not mm. doing Hellboy 1 because no. the guys at Rewind and Review have covered that already. We've already done it. The reboot, that film, stew, we've got it covered there. But this is the one we haven't done. No. And I know you're a fan of this movie. Oh, yeah. You seem like the perfect guy yeah. to get on the show. Yeah. I'm just going to knock this wall out of the way real early. Ron Perlman is Hellboy. I'm sorry, the other guy, David Harbour, does a great job, but Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Can we just clarify that right now off the bat? I honestly thought you were going to go off script there and just give your rating. Let's hold that until the end. No, 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 no. I, no, no yes, I, I mean, just, yeah. Like, that's I mean, the elephant course. in the room we need, to, we need to slay. I mean, nobody's going to disagree with you. <laughs> like, no. Ron Perlman, he is Hellboy. Yeah. Right down to the visuals. I mean, great. granted, he's in a makeup chair and he has makeup on, but come on. He's... I mean, come on, outside of the horns and the, and the big hand, yeah, it's he's... pretty much Ron Perlman with a red face. Yeah, the gravelly <laughs> voice and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, Perlman is fantastic casting for this. The film was written and directed by Guillermo del Toro from a story by him and Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. Mignola, yep. And it's a sequel to the 2004 film Hellboy, which del Toro also directed. Mm-hmm. The film grossed over $168 million against a production budget between 82.5 and $85 million. It received positive reviews from critics, which praised the fantasy atmosphere in the film, as well as Perlman and the other cast's acting performances. The film received an Oscar nomination for Best Makeup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, your mate, like I, Del Toro really ratchets it up to all the you way. You are so excited to talk about this movie. Oh, right? man, can we? Like, come on, the, tr- <laughs> the troll market. Come on. Okay, let, let's just let's get the plot we'll out of the there, way, we'll and there. then and then yeah. we'll do it. Why wow, he's so excited? The evil Prince Nuada is hell bent on bringing the Golden Army to life, which will help him to conquer the world. Hellboy and his team join forces to defeat the Callous Ruler. You know what? That is brief, but that is literally this movie. Now, I was talking and praising the fantasy elements, and it's all there. You've got you know, the horror elements, which Del Toro is known for. Yeah. I mean, they really built on what we got in that first movie, and they just ran with it. Like Visually, there's so much to enjoy about this movie. It's a two-hour movie, but again, like the story beats, not a lot. Like I've pretty much covered them, and there's some more things that we'll get to, but the... Just the story. It's just like stunning. It's a stunning It's very movie. brief, isn't it? Yeah. Not a lot happens, really. Yeah, no. But it's not about that. It's about no. the characters yeah, and the I, world. I really, yeah, I really think that, like, just as you said, the story and the plot of this movie very much takes a back seat. It's just a visual feast. Do you want to talk about Ron Perlman some more as Hellboy? Sure. That's what we're here to do. The character, I mean, they absolutely nailed it. Visually. In that first movie, yeah. I don't think they changed too much. No. They didn't need to. Yeah, he's still got the big trench coat. 
It doesn't wear a shirt underneath it, the black leather pants, the gun, the chain with the, you know, the rosary beads on it, um, horns, still, big hand. Still love cats. Still he loves cats. loves cats. That's still very much a part of the, the character. Chain smoking still, drinking beer still. I mean, we'll get to it later, but how good is that scene with the lockers and, um, and oh, the, 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 the fight scene between him and... Yeah, I mean, there is so many good gags in oh, this. Oh, it's so funny. It's that, so that's unex- a highlight. That, it's yeah, so for unexpectedly sure. funny. That's that, what is, I love about it. that is a highlight. Well, that's the thing. I mean, visually, like, it's, it's a dark fantasy. There's yeah. those horror elements. But, you're, yeah, there's a lot of comedy that, that comes, comes with through. I mean, hey. And Perlman embraces it. Seth MacFarlane Seth <laughs> voices Farland a character in this movie, which is crazy. This is his Andrew first Hedley. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his first movie. Before we get to him, though, we've got Selma Blair back as Liz, Selma Blair. Liz Sherman. She's gone for a different look. Like yeah. In that first movie, she had long hair. The yeah. actress yeah, uh, thought that the hair just got in the way. Yeah. So they've gone for Especially a shorter look. Makes sense. She's a pyro. Pyrokinesis yep. is her ability. She want to set your hair on fire. So she's got a shorter look with her hair in this one. Uh, we get a bit of development between her and Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to move away from the department. She wants to BBRD. go. And, yep. Yeah, she wants to move away from all of that. Much to Hellboy's chagrin. She doesn't want to be in the limelight. And no. the interesting story point is that Hellboy very much wants to be in the eye of the public. And, yeah. he, and he exposes himself, which was a great a great way of doing it. You had chucks himself out the window, allows himself to blast out of the window. He's yeah. seen. But there, she's pregnant. Yeah. This movie was Liz. a planned trilogy. That's we, right. We're not going to get that third movie. No. We'll talk we, about won't get the, we won't get that closure. And that kind of wounds later. and scars us. That wounds and scars our fanboy hearts. We won't get that closure. What is it Death's Door at some point in this movie? And the knowledge of being a father. You know, John Hurt is momentarily back from that first movie, he just in the opening. His role, yep. As Hellboy's dad? Yeah. So it was an interesting journey for Hellboy to see himself now become father. Yeah. So I did I did well, like that. The wheel turns full circle. Yeah. But that's pretty much Liz in this movie. Like, she, she's there. She's annoyed with Hellboy. She's pregnant at the end. I think she got a lot more to do in that first movie. And we got she a does. look into her backstory. But yeah. I guess they kind of figured that's out of the way I now. I will say that Liz acts as an emotional counter true Hellboy in this movie. She's there for him, obviously. Spoiler alert, you know, um, Hellboy's father dies at the hands of Krauss. Um, but, and Liz is there to support him and anchor him through that emotional turmoil. Doug Jones is back as Abe Sapien. He also plays Angel of Death and yes. the Chamberlain. Yes. Interestingly though, so Doug Jones was in that first movie in 2004. But wasn't it David Hyde Pierce who provided yes. the voice? Niles from Frasier. Yes. He was the voice. That's right. And it was the studio. They were hoping having David Hyde Pierce attached with the movie would help with the box office. Not to be. But Pierce believed that the performance belonged to Doug Jones and on the back of that he refused to do Absolutely. I mean, any any promotions, interviews. He didn't do any press at all for that first movie. No. So when it came to this film, Doug Jones is both the body and the voice. Yeah, he yeah. plays the whole character. That makes sense. If you're gonna if you're gonna be inhabiting the role of this character, you've got to take it on. You know, full full with full voice. Pardon the pun. And Doug Jones, like he has been working. It's amazing for so long, and yeah. does a lot of work with Del Toro. Like he was in The Shape of Water, Those two Pan's thickest, Labyrinth. Del Toro and Jones are frequent collaborators. They're thick as thieves. Tell you what, if you want to see a good 
Doug Jones' performance, mm. check out Star Trek Discovery where he plays Captain Saru. Nice. He is fantastic, and they do an episode, but just like any other part that he plays is in heavy prosthetics, yeah. but there's an episode, I think it's in the late, yeah, it's in the latest season where they go down to an alien world yep. and each of the characters start visually looking like different aliens. Oh, wow. And at one point, Saru is a Kelpian in the show, but he starts to look humanoid and it's essentially just Doug Jones. Wow. So he's finally got his face on screen. That's interesting. My Probably my first exposure to Doug Jones was Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Hellboy came out before that, didn't it? And Hellboy about and the same then... Time. I That's think Pan's Labyrinth was the movie, and I saw that yeah. at the cinema on the back of Hellboy. Yeah, because yeah, Pan's Labyrinth put Del Toro on the map. That's right. Yeah, for like for American and like Western audiences. Mm. Yeah, for like mainly yeah, because he'd been working a while, hadn't he? Like yeah. doing was it Spanish language movies? And then Pan's put him on the map for Hollywood, and then Hollywood came knocking, and the opportunity for Hellboy came knocking. With Doug Jones. Uh, so I mentioned that he also plays the Angel of Death. It's a really creepy looking character. Visually, but also the voice. And it's interesting what they what they did there because mm. the voice is actually Doug Jones, but the way they got it to sound the way that they did, they had him doing the line or each line twice. And they once dub it over. In a higher pitch voice, then in a lower pitch, oh. and then the two takes were blended together. So that's why that it's got that eerie sound. I really love hearing like stuff yeah. like that. Like that's cool. you watch it and you enjoy it for what it is entertainment. Yeah. But when you hear this is how they that's actually cool. That's did something it. I would not have known, and it's really cool that you t- that you tell our listeners this because it's really interesting tidbits that they would otherwise not know. We've got John Alexander and James Dodd as Johan Kraus. Alexander portrays the legless uh, goblin at uh, yes. the end of the movie yes. as well. So that's what Alexander is bringing to this, where he's... Yeah, okay, so I guess they're both... Because they're not doing the voice, are they? No. You mentioned that's it's Seth MacFarlane. So there's three performers that are giving us Kraus. Kraus is particularly menacing. You know, I, I couldn't work it out because as I was re-watching this for the pod... And hearing the voice, I'm thinking, I remembered Seth MacFarlane being in this, but maybe I'm getting it mixed up with Seth MacFarlane voicing the 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 fish mm. in the American Dad animated right, series, yeah, yeah. who is Klaus. And Klaus, I thought I'd just yeah. got it mixed up, but no, Sorry. he is actually the voice re- I should rephrase. of Klaus also. It's not Klaus who's menacing. It's um, the other guy who winds himself up and he has the knives. Yes, okay, from that. Um, was that Rasputin? No, not that. Rasputin was the big bad in the first yes. movie. It's been a while, but I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah in the black mask in that first yeah, movie. Yeah, he's the dude in this one who takes out Hellboy's dad. Right, yes, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. You did throw me a little bit earlier, but he's, I, I he's, trusted you because you know Hellboy yeah, he's particularly He's particularly menacing, um, especially when you know, the autopsy is carried out on his allegedly dead body, but he's not, and he's comes back and kills kills um, Hellboy's dad. That's right. Yeah. But Kraus, okay. Kraus. So Klaus is the fish in American Dad yeah. voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Yes. Kraus is the character in Hellboy Kraus. 2 who he's, he's in the yeah, voiced suit. by Seth yeah, MacFarlane. He's, he's funny. He's the one who brings the humour. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, Seth MacFarlane is a good choice You'll for have that. one weakness, Agent Hellboy. Your temper gets the best of you every time. Yeah. And if you're wondering, uh, McFarlane based the voice on Jeremy Irons' character from Die Hard oh, with wow. a Vengeance. Hans Gruber? Uh, his brother. Oh, right. 
It was, yeah, Han's brother in the third movie. Right. There you go. Luke Goss as Prince Nuada. Ah, yes. You'd recognise Luke Goss, of course, from One Half of Bros. When Will I Be Famous? You know, pop song. Okay. You're familiar? He did strike me as a pop kind of looking he's guy. He's a British pop star. Yeah, yeah right. He was. But, you know, he's gone on to do action movies. Uh, before this, though, he worked with Del Toro as yeah, the right. big bad in Blade 2. Right. Also him. Very similar in this, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so in the movie, uh, Prince Nuada has a twin. And again, just like Lugos in real life. <laughs> so yeah. he's known for being a twin and... Playing a twin, it can do it. I can see why he's gone on to do a series of action movies, mm. more often than not, direct to home release. But Del Toro obviously saw something in him, and we get that on screen saw in fit, both. And saw fit to cast him. Blade yeah. 2 and, and Hellboy yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Like, you know, I like his performance. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's good, good in this. Yeah, he sells it. And Anna Walton plays Princess Nuala, yeah, who's his, his sister. twin sister yeah. who. Has a relationship with Abe, which allows yeah, us to see a different awesome. side of his character. Yeah, and leads to some very funny scenes. Tom Manning, once again played by Jeffrey Tambor. He had a lot more was, to do in that first movie. And yeah, I mean, he's still, like he's still decent in this. I like his yeah. exchanges with Perlman in the, in the film. They're comedic but they, and they're good. And he kind of, Perlman, Hellboy comes to respect him a little more because he always just kind of just goes, yeah, whatever. You know, and sort of just disregards him, but I think he comes to respect him by movie's end. And we've mentioned already, John Hurt is back yeah. as Briefly. Um, Trevor Brutenholm. Yeah. We mentioned the visually, like the style of Hellboy and his team, it's very much what we got in that first movie. Yep. Uh, but what they really give us that is different in this is the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, but all the fantasy elements, like when we're going to the marketplace. That was amazing. Yeah, like visually, like you can just see Stunning. that. Stunning. Like this, yeah. this is, it's, it's akin to probably Star Wars. Like with some of the stuff you see in Star Wars as a kid and you go wow this this is crazy all this otherworldly aliens and makeup and stuff it seems like we're getting a bit of that here with the troll market scenes um it's just it really pops and you just go wow even the the introduction to this movie is really well done with the the golden army and explains them and it's almost like stop motion and it's almost yeah it's it's almost burton-esque it's it's very Del Toro. Like he mm. is just, they're just clearly um, allowing him to do what he wants to do. Have free reign. Hollywood goes here. Here's some money. You, you know, know, do your he, thing. He was doing it to an extent in that first movie, and mm. then this movie, like he went, getting, he, went, he went big. Yeah, like we're getting a lot more of what he's known for. Yeah. in this film, it's just crazy to me. Like that's cool though. I mean, that's that's when you have someone who's so imaginative and has an imagination that is just. Kirbyan in terms of how it can, uh, how he's able to just well build. Um, reference to Jack Kirby there. Um, <laughs> you know, of course you're going to throw money at this guy and say, here, do what you do. And that's what I get. It really is crazy to me that he wasn't offered the, the same deal with a third movie. Mm. So he's writer and director on, on this first, on yep. these first two movies. Um, but with that potential third movie, which had been in development for a while. It's in development hell. Yeah, but then like Perlman wanted it to be to be made. It makes no sense to me. Like they restricted, they restricted him. I mean, this movie still made money, you know, and the first yeah. one was a success, but because he wasn't allowed the same control, mm. 
he wasn't coming back for a third movie, which uh, led to could... Ron Perlman refusing to return without his involvement. Yeah, and it was then, a standoff. And the project was turned into an R-rated reboot with Neil Marshall, who did the Descent movie. All right. Which was good, and Dog Soldiers. So like, he had some good movies behind him. I was excited at the idea of an R-rated reboot of Hellboy. That could be cool. And then We kind of got that with David Harbour. I watched the David Harbour movie, and I've only seen it the once. After we record here, I'm going to go back and do it a rewatch. Yeah. I mean, if you've not seen it, like, I checked out the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't live my life by Rotten Tomatoes, mm. but I go mm. there out of curiosity, yeah. and it's 18%. Look, man, I mean, I've got nothing against what Harbour did. It stands up. Uh, it's, it's cool and all. It was a different take, a um, little more gritty. Um, it certainly won't speak ill of it, but I, I, it just, for me, Ron Perlman's Hellboy is my Hellboy. That's where it's at. Yeah. But, you know, mentioned the Hellboy creator, Mike Mignola, earlier. Like, mm-hmm. he was still involved with writing the script with the yeah. reboot. That I like the fact that whether it's Del Toro or the Marshall reboot, like the creator was still involved. I get in, in the, the sense that Del Toro just plain lost interest in coming back for the third one. He chased his Pacific Rim muse, you know. Yeah, and he was off making Hobbit films. Yeah, yeah. So he very much kind of just put Hellboy in the back burner, and and the the plans just did not align. And and poor old Perlman is hitting the social media hard, trying to campaign and and trying to say, hey, if we can get X amount of followers. We'll go. I'll, I'll do a sit down meeting with Del Toro, or Del Toro will come to the table and do a sit down meeting with us, or something along those lines. I mean, who who knows? Like who with knows? the movie and TV landscape just now, not we reason may. I mean, we may one day get Perlman back as as Hellboy. It's wishful thinking, but I'd, I'd I'd love it if he did. I mean, who knows? I mean that that David Harbour movie didn't do what they wanted it to do. Uh, no. Mila Djokovic was in it as the big bad. That's right. There's some interesting visuals in there, but it mm. just, it wasn't what we got from Del Toro. No, it, it was missing that fantastical element that Del Toro brings. And David Harbour, I like as, as an actor, you know, he's somebody that was always in the background of most movies for a number of years. Stranger Things happened. Yeah. I'll confess I was largely um, unfamiliar with him. Did not really know much about him or who he was until he did the Hellboy movie. And but again, and then you'll recognise that oh, this is the guy that I've seen in a lot of things. I in mean, a lot he's of things. In, um, just, he's in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. That? He's just probably a dude who's in the background. He's a dude playing a dude playing a dude. <laughs> That's it. Um, Danny Elfman is back. I, he's popped up on a number, number of, of the episodes that you've been on, including yeah. the last episode we did, Dick Tracy. Yeah, he seems to be a frequent theme of ours. So Danny Elfman's back in this, and if I'm honest. I don't necessarily remember anything distinctive no. that he brought to it, but at the same time, I wasn't distracted by no. his score. It which does... you don't want a score to be distracted. That's it. I mean, this didn't feel like an Elfman score, which is paradoxical given that he did it, but I think maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe he was just like, people know my sound, people know me, they know what I do. Maybe I'll just tone it down a bit or, or, or sort of just not sort of bring what I do to the table as much this time around. So I'm going to say it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it just is. Yeah, it just is. And you don't even <laughs> notice. It's, it's one of those scores that yeah. just goes... Just, I mean, he The movie is, goes on and you don't even yeah. really realise. He is, he is a composer that usually likes <clears throat> to let you know he's there. Mm. Yeah, whether it means to or not, I should probably say, but you, you often know he's there. Like, you, yeah. You, you know, like, Beetlejuice, yeah. Batman. Like, you yeah, can just, you know like, big iconic scores. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like... Yeah, you do. Like he's yeah. got so many good scores out there, and this just happens to be a score that I think it just isn't very of, Yeah, it just gets lost among his greater works. 
But there's so much to look at in this movie, which oh, yeah. is probably taking the senses, man. Taking a lot of your attention. So yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't end with the prophecy being fulfilled mm. of Hellboy being the big bad. I think they kind of were doing that in the reboot. Yeah. Uh, it stopped short of that, but we look to be getting a, a happy ending, like him and Liz. Which is nice. She's pregnant. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the kids are going to look like. But... I, I always loved the uh, the romance between Liz and Hellboy. I just thought it was really cool. I, I always, It always, just to me, just felt really awesome. I always liked that. Yeah, well, she doesn't see a monster. She sees a no. monster. So yeah, you're right. I like it when he says to her, I'll make you two promises. I'll always look this good. <laughs> she looks like you know he looks like he, how he looks, and that's kind of how he's riffing on on, on that. I, I mean, look, to him, like he looks great. Yeah, you know, he's it's like the future king of hell. Yeah, but just the way um... he's like, I'll, I'll always look this good, and he's basically taking the piss out of himself, and she, that makes her smile. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely, they've got a good relationship. Sandra Blair, I do like her, and you don't really great. see much of her nowadays. I can't even think of the last. But now I think about it, I think I did see her pop up in something, but I can't yeah. quite remember what it was. I don't know what, I mean, I, I really don't know a lot about what she's in prior to Hellboy. I haven't seen her in many things, or I certainly haven't paid attention. But I as... remember for the longest time she was linked uh, to Lois Lane in a Superman movie. It was yeah. maybe the one that Brendan Fraser was going to be in as Superman. Oh, okay. But Ill, she was somebody yeah. like around about this time or before this time that but, was talked about. Hey, as Liz Sherman, man, she she knocks it out of the park. She does, yeah. She, she's great. Liz is a great character. Again, I think what we were getting from her was better in that first movie. Yeah. Um, well, they, they flesh her character out more and she certainly seems serves to ground Hellboy. She, she's a grounding force for him and that is, you know, that that's Hellboy's greatest strength is that when he, when he goes off the rails, Liz is there to pick him up. They've got a great team. Yeah. They've got a great team. Absolutely. Okay, so if you're going to rate this movie out of five, what would you, I mean? I, I've got an idea, but what would you give this movie out of five? Wait, can we do points? Like a point, like a, like four point five or something like that? If you want to, yeah, sure, I'll go four point five. I um, I I think it's great. I've always liked it. Um, it, it touches on everything we've said. It's staggeringly brilliant to look at. It's technically brilliant to look at. Um. It doesn't get the full five for me because uh, it, the story, like you say, very much takes a backseat to the visuals. The story is not, uh, not, not really fleshed out as much. It's sort of just this thing that Neanderson plods along. Um, and by movie's end, we get that nice resolution with, you know, with Liz and Hellboy. But yeah, visually, that's, that's the, the movie's strong suit. That's where it's really packing its punch and firing all cylinders. Um, I've always thought it was great. It, it holds. It's probably just as good, if not better, than the original. Um, I think that's a very fair comment. The original was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but this just you know takes it to the next level. It just ratchets up everything, and it's just, it's Del Toro being Del Toro on steroids. And dude, I mean, come on, you know, I, how could you not dig that? Four out of five. Four and a half out of five. I'm gonna come in, you know, fairly close at a, at a four out of five. Yeah, this. This movie's a lot of fun. I can't, I can't really compare it to that first movie. It's been a long time since I'd seen it, and initially when we were getting ready to record, I was going to do a full rewatch, not just the two thousand and four movie, but also the two animated feature movies that star the the cast of the movies. But then I, I changed my mind. And I thought I only want to review this movie, so it's there in my distant memory. So th this movie, just based on its own merits, yeah, I'm going to come in at a 
a four out of five, and it is a damn shame that we did not get more mm. Ron Perlman as Hellboy. That's uh, that'll always be um, yeah, a, a sore point for us, for Hellboy fans. Um, it'll always be a point of uh, contention. We're never going to get that closure. But without a third live-action movie, again, in total, there is four movies, if you count the cartoons. Yep. And, yeah, Ron Perlman really is Hellboy. Uh, David Harbour, he did his own thing in the reboot. But, um, yeah, hopefully, again, whether it's streaming in a movie, who knows? You know, I just hope further they can, in their careers they come back. I just hope they can drag Perlman back into the makeup chair for another He'd for another go it. around. He would do it. Be a little older. He'd be a little older. Doesn't and, matter. Yeah, he's under makeup. Yeah, he's under makeup. He wouldn't do his own stunts by then. But you know what? Who cares? Let's just get Kelvin Perlman back in front of the camera with Del Toro behind it again. Well, we've got two live action movies in this series, and both of them are are a lot of fun. A they lot are, of they fun. really are, and that's that's the thing to remember. Well, that's it for our episode all about Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.